Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. 51 years now, I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my color man, Davis Carroll, and another special guest for the second day in a row. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna via 91.1 FM, through the information superhighway at wegalfm.com, or if you are tuning in after the fact on transistor.fm or listening to our podcast, we are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it is another beautiful spring morning for the third day this week. It is Wednesday morning, and it's 52 degrees and sunny here on the campus of Auburn University. We wish you a most sincere good morning from all of us here at Compact Discourse and WEGL as a whole as we get right into the show. Davis, how are you doing this fine morning? Uh, I feel fine, but my voice probably still sounds pretty... You're in recovery. I mean, I'm, I'm working on it. How about that? The path to recovery. Every it, it, by, by like 10 o'clock, it feels good. All right. See you there. Um, at this point, I would like to remind our audience that at any point in the next hour or so, you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. It is 334-844-WEGL on your touchstone keypad. You can also shoot us a tweet over at at cdiscau. It is at cdiscau. And our dedicated team will handle your inquiry. Uh, you can also follow my personal at jxsnktrx uh, for all of the latest with what's going on with me. Uh, also, Compact Discourse Twitter popping off yesterday with some uh, some no-context discourse, as we like to call it. Davis, thoughts? I quite enjoyed that tweet. Uh, I hope to have another no-context no tweet today is the goal. All right, we'll try to make the show as wacky as possible. And here today to help us do that is our special guest, Mr. Luke Walker, current and forever station manager of WEGL. Welcome to the show, Luke. It is good to be here. Luke has uh, not been on the show for a while. He's a busy guy, <coughs> but some of you, longtime fans of the show, may remember a very special Labor Day episode of Compact Discourse, wherein it was very dark and very hot in the studio, and we all sucked it up and came in on our day off and had a fun time. Well, we talked. So you're telling about. me it's always this cool in here? Yeah, the lights always work, except after midnight. Apparently, you remember mm-hmm. on the on the when the lights just stopped stopped working mm-hmm. and it got really hot. Yeah, I can't take you seriously. You look like uh, <laughs> Carl Weezer when he uh, went, went, went to Hollywood. You should probably tell the people what you're looking at. I'm looking at Davis Carroll, uh, co-host of my show. He put on some weird sunglasses. That they were just found, sitting in front of me. He found so if he gets pink eye tomorrow, these are the Joe we know the we Joe Burrow glasses. Yes, they are the buffs, as I've heard uh, JP refer to them as. I think. Uh, Can we trust JP's on that? I mean, I. My goodness. I think it goes with the scratchy voice. I think it's a... It could. Like I'm like a jazz artist. It completes the look. Um, speaking of look, Davis came into work today wearing the same thing as me. What, what pants are you wearing? I'm not wearing the same pants as you, but from where, from where we're sitting, waist up, we're wearing the same thing. We're wearing our brand new... Tell me, what shirt are you wearing under that? Awesome. A lady never tells. Um, <laughs> we're wearing our brand new WEGL awesome hoodies that uh, Aaron was kind enough to make happen for us 
this year. It's the first time we've had outerwear in quite a while, for, I believe since the infamous Jared Dillard quarter zip from Interesting. six, seven years ago. I wasn't, oh, even, wow. I wasn't even privy to that one in my five years here at Weagle. So uh, it's awesome. It's like beige. Would you call it beige? Mm. It's like gray. It's like, it's I'd like say it's brown. more beige than gray. It's like, it's like a natural earthy tone. Yeah. And it has blue on it. Yeah. I like it's how awesome. we've got we've got the blue on this one, but yet the orange yeah. on the shirt. The T-shirt is a nice similar combo. earthy hue. It's a little bit lighter. It's a comfort color. It's more colors. creamy. Yeah, this is a Gildan, and then it has orange, and this one's blue. So you can wear them together, mm-hmm. and it really it's like it completes a look. Like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, chocolate peanut butter. Okay. Officer Reese's. <laughs> I'm Officer Reese's on the scene. What's what's happening? All right, uh, we're gonna jump right into things, Luke. How does it feel to be back? I mean, we haven't talked to you in a while. Since then, you have uh, you've you've claimed the throne here at WEGL. So, congratulations on your ascension to station manager here at our beloved station. How are you? Uh, how are you? How are you soaking it all in here for these final two weeks? It was. It was. I was a little bit overwhelmed on on Monday morning. I was like, ah, I got to do all these things, but really, I was, you know, making it up more than 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 what I should have been. Uh, but no, I'm excited for next year. We've got a Solid team. Everyone's kind of passionate about their own individual realms. Uh, I think it'll be a good year. The Luke Walker regime has started. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like when we went to the zoo over the weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the the zoo was split up into realms, <laughs> not uh, areas. I found it very funny. We were, we went to different countries. We did. We went to the, the Asia, continents. The Asia me. realm. Asia realm. What do we? See? What was in Asia? The what zoo did y'all go to? Was the snow leopard in Asia? Yeah, so that like the spider monkeys and the pygmy hippos, that was the Asia. Oh yeah, Asia domain. I think the parakeet cove was also at the Asia domain. Those spider monkeys were awesome. Uh, we went to the Montgomery Zoo over the weekend. In it, Montgomery. All right. We uh, it's on a whim. On, on a whim. On a wing and a prayer. I saw something on my phone. I went, "You want to go to the zoo?" And I called up JP, and we went. That's how those things happen. That's yeah. how every conversation before the zoo has has always yeah. occurred. Unless you have like a. Child still in a stroller. That's yeah. how adults get to the zoo. <laughs> we were like the only people without children there. Like there were some high schoolers. Yeah, I guess. But the vast majority. Yeah, like only children. only twenty plus people there. Twenty like within twenty to twenty five without like kids. If there were any, were any other twenty to twenty five, I would say so. We stood out, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. We were looking at the spider monkeys. There were some capybaras that were swimming around. I had to say, <coughs> I, I expected the monkeys to be the most entertaining. Those Our, capybaras were playing. The capybaras were getting after it in the pool that mm-hmm. day. They were. It was like synchronized swimming. Yeah. They did that thing where like just their head comes out of the water, like how hippos do, and they just kind of glide around because they're just kicking away under the water. And then they would get up and fight, and then... They would roll around in the mud, yeah, and then, and then they run would, back. They would get a running start and jump into the pool, just like kids do. Like it was, they're just like me for real. You get in the hot tub, <laughs> and you jump back in the regular pool. World's oh, largest yeah. rodent. That's how it there's was. A lot, there's a lot in common with people because their teeth. There you go. Because their teeth. Um, so that's what that's what we did. That, that, we visited a few realms of our own over the weekend. So um, that that was pretty exciting stuff. Um, let's see. It is once again. A Wednesday morning is a hump day, so we'll provide you the weather right now for Auburn, Alabama. Right now it is 53 degrees on the in the loveliest village on the plains. 
right now today, it will probably get nice and warm. I was expecting it to be nice and warm in the morning like it was yesterday. Yesterday morning was special, but uh, today it was cold <laughs> this morning, so I was a little uh, taken aback when I stepped out in my shorts. But it will get up to 76 degrees, absolutely clear skies this afternoon. An overnight temp back down to 54 by where we are right now. After the sun sets, it'll dip back down to 62. That sun is going to set at 7.20 p.m. This evening, 11 mile per hour winds heading in a southerly direction. 60% humidity, high of 78 and a low of 52 right now in Auburn. So that's what you can expect for today and for tomorrow and the rest of the week looks like we have a recent development i know i said it would be clear skies over the weekend to play that team in softball over at jane b moore field for a three-game set but it looks like a bit of rain has cropped up on saturday so enjoy today tomorrow and friday with temperatures in the high 70s to low 80s saturday Looks like we will be getting some scattered tea storms like we did yesterday. And then Sunday, maybe a little bit of hangover from that as well as we move on to a high of 82 on Sunday, which I believe is our highest high of the year so far. So things are climbing right into summer here on the plains as school begins to wind down and we begin exam week. So that's what you can look forward to. And that was your War Eagle weather update. And with that, we're going to head to our first break here this morning. When we return, the show continues. I am Jack Hart, joined alongside Luke Walker and Davis Carroll, hanging out with you on a Wednesday morning. Thank you for choosing to spend your Wednesday morning with us here at WEGL and Compact Discourse. We'll be back in about two minutes with the remainder of the show. we got a lot of surprises coming up later on. We're going to be talking baseball. We're going to be talking some news. And, of course, the secret 830 in the morning song. You are going to want to miss it, so do not go anywhere. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. It is Wednesday morning. Thank you for tuning in to the show today. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and WEGL station manager Luke Walker this fine morning. Let's jump right into some news. We did some entertainment news yesterday, and there's something about this week that is just blow after blow with the uh, movie and TV news because we've got some more, including that this sequel to the Batman with Robert Bat Batten Batten. There you go. Is that it? Robert Batten Bat? Rob Battenson uh, was confirmed by Warner Brothers yesterday or this morning, and Matt Reeves will return to write and direct, unsurprisingly. Boom. Uh, and and a Polygon agrees, this source coming from uh, Polygon.com. In further unsurprising sequel news from this week's film industry convention, CinemaCon, lame, uh, Warner Brothers has confirmed that we'll make a sequel to The Batman, Davis's, um, probably his favorite movie of the year so far, I would say. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... I'd say probably, probably yeah. The movie you've seen the most this year. There you go. Yeah. What, 17 times? 18. This guy saw Captain Marvel 40 times. <laughs> it was way more than that. There's uh, that guy that saw Spider-Man. Did you see this guy that saw Spider-Man No Way Home like 400 times? I feel like that wasn't true. I hope you think it okay. was. It hasn't been out for 400 days. Well, no, he saw it more than one times a day. 
That had to be so <laughs> many times per day. Like it came out in December. Keep talking. I'll find. How much it. popcorn do you think he had? Two hundred ninety-two oh. times. I would say yeah, a too much. Like I have one bucket, and I'm 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 uh, I'm out for the count for a few days, but it's worth I, it. I just feel like after the fifth time, what are you seeing in there <laughs> that you haven't seen the other two hundred eighty-seven times or two hundred eighty-six times? No, two hundred eighty-seven. I was right. I think it it does. It's not about that at that point. What was it about? I feel like. You want to give money to Disney that badly? Mm, maybe it's like he wants the clout. He wants to meet Brie Larson. You know, I, I feel like a hundred. That's you're I good. I feel like your experience of the movie is so warped. Two hundred ninety-two. Do you think he's watching it every single time the whole time? Like, I feel like I feel like he's he's taking his eyes off the screen. He's thinking about other stuff. Then why even go see it? We're talking about it, aren't we? <laughs> You can watch it at home. He's got the clout. He he won. There's won. not a movie. On Compact Discourse. Yeah, I don't think there's a movie I like enough that I'd go see it. Multiple times a day for 400 consecutive days. 292 Two, times. Or so, like, since it's been out for about, like, 100 days, I'd say. So he probably also does not have a job. Or a child. And he probably does have a, a decent bit. amount of money because how much? Well, I think outside did the math on our show. Eleven dollars a ticket on average. Yeah, like we gave about that, so that's like two thousand bucks. That's more than. Wow, is that more than that? Yeah, way more than that. Tough, tough scene for that guy. Two hundred ninety-two times eleven, three thousand two hundred. I bet there's just a, like some kind of technicality. Like remember when Ty Lopez said he read a book every day, but then figured out he would he would get someone to read the book for him and tell him what it was like. Hmm. Was that the guy that had the library right that was next the guy to his that, yeah, Okay. The, Lamborghini <laughs> the reason he knowledge. did it was to get the world record for most in-theater viewings of one film. I would pick a different movie. I feel like I wouldn't do that in general because you, you're on the hook for 3000 bucks. Just pick a really short movie. Maybe he found a sponsor. <laughs> Maybe he just really liked the movie. This world record brought to you by Doritos. Do the do. See the movie. Do you think he still cheered every time? Oh, yeah. I think he was he was on the back row and he was working remotely. Wait, oh, he, he was zooming in to Gar- work. Uh, yeah, the power's out in my house. I don't know. He did. Oh my goodness, Garfield. He Gar- had the previous record with 191 viewings of Endgame, but then he definitely cheered. Some those. German guy beat him with seeing a German movie called Camelot first installment 204 times. So he went. I would pick a shorter movie than No Way Home. What movies in theaters right now? That's Bad Guys. <laughs> oh, I might see that two hundred ninety-two times. <laughs> if you see two hundred ninety-three, you get the record. All right, and I'll have a full appreciation for Craig Robinson's acting chops. There you go. Well, Reeves confirmed that he would write as well as direct the Batman Two. Is that a tentative title? Or are they going with that? No, it's probably it's probably going to be something else. The Batman and the Robin. Oh goodness. <laughs> Robert Pattinson said he he doesn't, or he said if that happens, they have to be like twelve years old. Cool, comic accurate. Robert Pattinson famously likes hanging out with twelve year olds. Is what I hear. No, no. I'm excited to jump back into this world for the next chapter. Is what uh, Matt Reeves says. As noted by Variety and Deadline, the Batman marked Warner Brothers' return to releasing movies exclusively in theaters after more than a year of simultaneous releases on its streaming service HBO Max. You may remember such great movies as the Snyder Cut. That got that treatment. Did Wonder Woman get that? No, I don't think so. Wonder Woman was the one, wasn't that the one that 
Gal Gadot, or that was no, that was Black Widow. Never mind. Black Widow went straight to streaming, and Scarlett, Dune did Scarlett Johansson well. was like sued Disney about it because she wanted a theatrical release. Is that what I'm thinking of? I feel like that's true. I Maybe was, I was thinking Gal Gadot, but I think it was Scarlett Johansson. Interesting. The film made around seven hundred sixty million dollars annual uh, at the worldwide box office during a relatively short forty-five day theatrical window before HBO Max debut last week brought in a bigger home audience than any of last year's day-and-date films, which included Dune, Wonder Woman 84, and oh, Matrix Woman. Resurrections. Proving go. that, when it comes to franchise entertainment at least, you can have your cake and eat it. I think you're supposed to have two at the end of that sentence, Polygon. Maybe they're trying to mess, let me try to joke with <laughs> they you. They subverted my expectations. Batman 2 coming out gives Luke another movie to fall asleep during. That's fine. This is a perfect I did nap not movie. Fall asleep. Yes, you I, did. I rested my eyes oh, for maybe yeah. ten seconds. Pick him up and, and move. During him. those ten seconds, Davis looked over at me, and I went, "Hey, are you <laughs> asleep?" And he went, "Huh? I wasn't asleep." Something. Or, no, he went, "I was asleep." I went, "Come on, man." <laughs> for ten seconds, something in the way. That sleep is sleep, isn't it? Hmm. As far as what, you're what, cons- is this, what is this blinking we're doing right now? Is that sleep? Is that a brief mm-hmm. moment? If I go like this. He was storing up all his blinks for the next three I hours was, so we wouldn't I, have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I didn't want to miss anything. All right, well, no plot details for the film have been announced, although after Barry Keegan's monstrous Joker was unveiled in a deleted scene. I haven't seen that. Uh, released a few weeks after the film's opening. Was that if you played the the, the fun games on Lotta, a lot of Lotta? Yeah. yeah, you could if you did the if you did the riddles you'd be able to see it, but then they also just tweeted it out, so you can see it anyway. It seems more than likely that Barry Keegan's Joker will be making at least an appearance in the Batman two tentative title, The Batman and the Robin. <laughs> We're I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> um Okay. We also have Did orig- you give a thumbs up or thumbs down to the Batman? The Batman got a thumbs up. Cool. It was a little long, but that's okay. It's okay. I I I listened to uh, happened to listen to a little uh, like a small indie podcast that discussed it, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the guys like the less handsome of the two hosts said something mm-hmm. like, uh, "It it kept uh, it, it could have ended a number of times and it kept oh. going on." So I know who said that, <laughs> and uh, I would I would agree with that. I was I I always in movies I'm like I'm like how are they gonna do the credits? Is this gonna go like punched uh, written and directed mm-hmm. by like like law and order what would you do i don't like i don't know where i would have ended it because uh, there's an argument to be made for a ton of stuff but like i thought it could like like that that guy said i i'm glad it didn't but i thought it could have ended at the coffee cup i did too like i, I was like okay I'm, I'm okay with that i'm glad you got to see what happened afterward though yeah i mean but i felt like it kind of felt like when they try to put uh um too much into a movie. Like, if it's a book adaptation, mm-hmm. it kind of feels like they didn't budget their time appropriately. But, I mean, if you're going to take it seriously, and I think they did, I feel like it was it was well handled. What's your opinion on you, title cards? You almost had a different set. You almost had a different plot, like a different mm-hmm. rising action, climax, falling action crammed into the last half hour of the movie. So... That, that's just how I feel about the Batman. Title cards, like... How would you like... Like, what do you... If you were directing a movie, what do you want the title card to do? At the beginning? Hey, that's up to you. Okay, I see I see what you say. Because there's also some title cards that go at the end, which I quite enjoy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you do the whole movie, and it goes like, 
the Batman. There's a sting. Yeah. Batman. Like it's like this is what you just saw. Okay. Because you know what you're seeing. You don't. I don't feel like you need the title card to be like, oh, I'm seeing. Oh, I just watched oh, I, this movie for three hours on cable, and now yeah. I know what it is. Yeah. Okay, that's different. I understand. Right, but that doesn't happen anymore. We're Fair. in a we're in a post cable society. Not, we're going back. TV plus. TV plus. Um, what I would say is I quite like when it's um when you when you have an establishing shot with the credits over it, mm-hmm. you know, and then like may, maybe uh some some music, maybe our protagonist like doing his morning routine, like The Shining, getting some like coffee. how they you know in The Shining where they're driving, it just has like the not really that, but that that could be an example of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe our protagonist is doing his morning routine, getting a bagel, and then it's like he w- comes into work, and then the plot starts, and then it's right there at the bottom bottom third. Okay. The Batman. I also like the Batman, how it literally just went, the Batman, and then it started. Like, that was the first thing you saw was the Batman. Mm-hmm. Quite enjoyed that. Marvel intro. Mm. Comic books. Eh, tired of those. How does how does Spider-Man do it? Do you, do you recall? Did it do it at all? Did it do it? I don't know. I feel like there's No, it did not it did not do like a Spider Man No Way Home. There's no way home, Peter. What would you do, Luke, if you were making a movie? I How think, would you do I the title card Star and credits? Wars, Star Wars always stands out to me. Okay. That's pretty iconic. Yeah. Pretty, pretty iconic. With the, the, the crawl, would you do yeah. a crawl for your movie? The text crawl? The text crawl. See, I don't know. Sometimes you can people can get lost in there with mm-hmm. the all, I do. all those words every in the time. I do. Some people just want to quick, you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So you do like a smash that's how, cut uh, that's how Rogue, title. That's how Rogue One started. It. Rogue One went. Rogue One, and then it panned down. And then it yeah, I think that that's cool. Okay. Like the the classic Star Wars panned down to it the was, planet. It, it was like a modernization of the of the classic introduction. I know uh, what Django Unchained, and I'm sure a lot of none are jumping to mind, but a lot of Tarantino movies kind of have the the very like hammy western. Jan- yeah, Django. Part. They're walking, like you see, like the landscape of them I, walking. I, it goes. Yes, and I was also thinking of the Hateful Eight, where you see the, the wagon in the snow, and it pans down to the cross, and it says Hateful Eight. I mean, it does the credits. So I like Tarantino's title cards. It shows the time. It shows some thought. And Glorious, uh, it's like his handwriting. It's just on it. Hmm. I can't remember how he does it though. Curious. What would you do for your credits? Or like, what was the other thing we were talking about? I think the title cards and what was the other thing? The Blind Side credits are good. It shows the the actors reenacting scenes from real life. Okay, um, I didn't. If it's based on a true story, you got to put like the where are they now and the real life pictures of yeah, the actors yes. in the are, credits. Like Moneyball does that. Schindler's List, classic. Um, Monsters University has mm-hmm. awesome credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a fun animation. So and I think Monsters Inc. had that. Okay, too, here's so. the question for the credits: Would you do like Spider-Man No Way Home, where it has like the f- the se- the funny music and it's doing like all the animations? Oh, or I, like, just, like, I liked the No Way Home credits. Or to just like Batman credits roll? And I think it maybe plays the dum dum dum. I think they they need to start doing bloopers for serious movies. I be, I be, yeah, like bring <laughs> back the bloopers or the <laughs> all the a- animate your own bloopers like they did in Toy Story oh, 2. Oh, classic! Yeah, that's a great credits moment. Classic. Uh, another good credits moment would have to be. Oh, I had it. It's going. Um, oh, uh, the Detective Pikachu had great credits. I haven't seen that. It was like prettier than the movie. It was like a comic book. Hacksaw Ridge, uh, true story movie. Those credits are good because it has like interviews with them. It's oh. cool. Pretty cool. All right. 
What are your favorite credits out there in Radio Land? We'd love to hear how you would fix the Batman franchise in the sequel. Um, we got Matt Reeves coming up later on in the show to discuss. So with that, we're going to head to another quick break. When we return for our radio and web live stream listeners, we will have the much-anticipated Secret 830 in the morning song. And for those of you listening on the podcast, we will have the second half of the show coming up in just a little bit. So do not go anywhere. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside... Davis Carroll and Luke Walker coming at you live on a WEGL Wednesday right here from the loveliest village on the plains. We'll be right back with the second half of the show in just a little bit, so do not go anywhere. All right, that was Where'd All the Time Go by Professor Dog himself. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Monsignor Dog. Bonjour. Bonjour. Uh, welcome back to the show, Davis and Luke. Welcome back to you, dear listener. I hope you enjoyed the secret 8.30 in the morning song. If you were listening on your terrestrial radio or WeagleFM.com, live at 8.30 every morning. If you are not, then that's just a, that's just a privilege I cannot afford you, there you go. for legal reasons. Um, you can well, listen to the song. You can pause the podcast, listen to the song, mm-hmm. and start listening again. Well, we might just start doing director's commentary. Okay. So this song right here, I really like this part. This part right here? Right here? Right here? Oh, that's it. Awesome. So good. Um, well, welcome back to the show. we got a few minutes before we have to take another break, so we will just recap what happened in the NBA playoffs last night. It was the Suns all over the Pelicans in the nightcap to take a 3-2 series lead out in the desert. Mr. Bridges for the Phoenix Suns went for 31 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists as they close out Game 5 with a trifecta of dunks to the rim. Uh, the most exciting game of the night was probably Ja Morant's game-winning dunk with heroic acrobatics. He went for 30 as the Grizzlies get a walk-off layup against the T-Wolves, 111-109, to take a 3-2 series lead at home in the FedEx Forum. And Carl Anthony Towns also went for 28 points, so good performance go. by both of those guys. And then it was uh, down in South Beach, uh, Tyler Hero used his laser eyes <laughs> to melt Ice Tray and eliminate the Atlanta Hawks in five games. The Heat, uh, apparently using a bunch of backup players. I don't know the Heat roster that well, but um, apparently they had to use a bunch of guys they never use, and they defeated the Hawks 97-94. to Bam Adebayo, the center for Miami, he racks up 20 points. And DeAndre Hunter for the Atlanta Hawks, he gets 35. He was the point My king goodness. from last night, so... Congratulations to Hunter in a futile effort as the Hawks go quietly in the first round after being two games away from the finals last year. They didn't listen to Michael Caine. Mm-mm. He said, do not go quietly into that good night. I only lost by three. It's not like they got... He got vaporized by Tyler Hero's laser eyes in that in that post by Unre- ESPN. Unreal, yeah. Up there in the... I know Grace, or Davis mentioned this to me last night, oh. but it's up there in the annals of history with... Uh, with with the Cavs player turning into Patrick Starr and LeBron doing the Fortnite <laughs> and LeBron building up to the rim to dunk like, I, I, well, do you think they already have those made? Like sports, <laughs> they sport, have them ready. Sports Center is on one on any given day, but the NBA playoffs really the NBA playoffs and like when only baseball are on in like the the doldrums of the sports world. Like Sports Center is not a good follow. I would also I, like to add the oh, say your thing. Secret, oh, no, I was, was going to say I love the. Uh, the NFL Nickelodeon crossover that they oh, were yeah. doing. Oh, yeah. That was classic. That was fun. Another ESPN crazy one 
was when Rick and Morty had its heyday. They LeBron went through a portal, and he dunked. He went shoop, and he went through the Rick and Morty portal. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't. Seen I remember it. that one vividly. I'm, I'm not. They're all like burned in my brain. I can imagine the the Patrick Star one is oh definitely burned goodness. in my brain because that one's just crazy. <laughs> and the fact that they have to animate him running back across the court, it, it's it's a shows a lack of foresight, I think. Well, yeah, Sports Center, ESPN, not a good follow is what I what I'd say. You can get they they keep posting the Office thing. Oh my god, it's not funny. So um, we were making fun of it, and then it showed up one time. And yeah, if you if you thought their Instagram was bad, just check out their Snapchat story. If you got a few few hours to kill, um, not a good look for. I just I don't know what they're. Uh, obviously, they're pandering to their fans, which their average fans are not us. But at the same time, you got to keep up appearances, man. You're the you're the biggest sports company in the world. I found a video called "The Best Bleacher Report Edits of All Time." I'm about to watch. Okay. Go for it. Oh, it didn't work. That's okay. Um, We are going to take another quick break uh, after we talk about what's coming up tonight in NBA (laughs) action. NBA action, if you will. The Bulls and the Bucks are going at it. uh, I presumably one last time as the Bucks look to close out the series. Uh, Giannis averaging 30 points a game so far as uh, they will return to Pfizer Forum to play the Bulls. Tonight at 6.30 on TNT. And then you got the nightcap Nuggets Warriors. Golden State leads this one 3-1 to one as it will be back in the Chase Center. And the Warriors look to close out this series and advance to the second round. Golden State's favored by nine in this game. All right, well, that's going to do it for the third segment of the show. When we return, we will have some closing news. Some space news, Davis. I know you're excited. Oh, I love some space. Yeah, we got some new men in, men in space. And we got a... Uh, Pretty crazy story back from my hometown that I need to talk about with you guys. So all that and more in the final 15 minutes of the show. I am Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and Luke Walker. I don't have anything to say. I'm just getting prepping to show you this crazy. Excellent. Uh, we'll be back in about two minutes with the final segment of the show. We're hanging out with you till 9 a.m. If you have to get out of here, we thank you for choosing to spend any amount of time with us this morning. And we will talk at you with the final minutes of the show here in a little bit. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and station manager Luke Walker coming at you live on a Wednesday morning right here from the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University. And yes, it is warming up indeed, as I promised. So it has climbed to 57 degrees and sunny here on the plains. We're going to be looking at temps in the high 70s this afternoon as the sun really comes out and makes its a presence known. Hope you all enjoyed watching the intramural championships for softball on the WEGL YouTube page last night. All those video on demands are available. Uh, just look for Weagle 91.1 on YouTube and you'll be able to watch them. I believe Daniel Locke, Jacob Goins, uh, and maybe Aiden Kowalski on the call for that one with Jacob Hillman running the technical stuff and I'll be doing his best not to break anything. All right, Luke. Davis, welcome back to the show. We have another special guest in the booth with us this morning, Mr. Logan Hurston. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. How's it going? 
How was the beat drop on Monday? It was good. It was Adrian's birthday special. Day. I didn't oh, yes. I didn't have to do anything. Happy birthday, fun. Adrian. So I just came back from Espanol. Espanol? Did you take any Escalera to get here? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Did you take any library? <laughs> you just said, what, uh, Escalator? No, Escalera. Stairs. Stairs. Oh, yeah. Probably. Escaleras. Probably. This guy doesn't know Spanish. Yeah, I was paying attention. I was, All right. doing, I was working on the global. <laughs> well, here's some news you can use um, while, while Davis tries to find um, South Sudan. Uh, SpaceX has launched a Crew-4 mission to uh, space for NASA. has now sent 26 astronauts to space in under two years. This happened in the wee hours of the morning at Kennedy Space Center. Uh, when it's still dark outside, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket carrying the company's Crew Dragon Spacecraft Freedom launches the Crew-4 mission from Kennedy Space Center in Florida. This morning, SpaceX launched a group of astronauts for NASA. Early today, company now having sent 26 people to orbit in less than two years. The Crew-4 mission, the company's seventh human space flight to date and fourth operational crew launch from NASA, reached orbit after launching from the agency's Kennedy Space Center at 3.52 a.m. Eastern Time. A SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket carried the four astronauts to space in the company's Crew Dragon spacecraft named Freedom. Kathy Loiters, NASA Associate Administrator, said that the SpaceX team executed it beautifully. So There you go. We're back to, we're back to the era of the shuttle. So <laughs> it feels like I got the I got it. Okay. Don't spoil it. It was not South Sudan. Okay. There well. But that did help. Minor spoiler. I narrowed it down just a little bit for those of you playing along at home. <coughs> With that, um there's your space news. If you were paying attention, Davis. I was. So what I'm hearing is we're one step closer to having compact discourse in space. That's right. There's four four astronauts, four of us. I feel like the connection's pretty clear. So uh could could happen. It'd any, be like space buddies. Now. It would be like space buddies. And they have the the he eats all the burrito. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Jason Dolly plays the he, he's the Russian the, the target dog cosmonaut dog. The bull terrier. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Yuri has the uh, his teddy bear. He loses mm-hmm. his teddy bear. I felt bad for him as a kid. Yeah. I hope hope everyone enjoys the cultural touch point of our generation watching the straight to DVD Space Buddies movies. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> how Space do you remember Buddies? so much of that? I don't think you had know a, how many had a profound effect on him. <laughs> I felt so bad for Yuri because he he was like he was like my teddy bear, and I felt so bad for him. <laughs> I was a. Uh, I was empath- I was I had I was I had sympathy for the for the for the Russian guy in the movie. I was more of a Snow Buddies guy myself. Oh, I love Snow Buddies too. I can start riffing about that one. Well, let's not give you that opportunity as we will move on to a fun news story. <laughs> if you want to call it that. All right, uh this happened in Birmingham over the weekend. An attorney for a woman who was burned when an Arby's manager allegedly threw hot grease at her in the drive-through attack says that she quote appears to be completely unprovoked. Mm. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's what's going on. Uh, Cannon, the attorney, said that the 50-year-old Shea Denise Peoples proceeded to call his client an inappropriate name. Cannon said that the manager resorted to throwing hot grease after his client responded with a question. He said, quote, my client simply asked whether the employee would appreciate her being called that. This is when the employee allegedly went back, got the grease, and threw it on her. There was no name calling, no escalation, or no threats, or anything made by my clients, so real, real lawyerese from, uh, from that guy. Um, but that is what happened in Hueytown over the weekend. Uh, an Arby's manager threw hot grease 
on a drive through customer. I think I'd throw like a nugget out. I'm not hot grease. If I really wanted to throw something, mm-hmm. some roast beef. They got so much meat there, you know? That's true. <laughs> they, they, they have they, they the got meats. options. What's your favorite meat from Arby's? I'm not an Arby's regular. <clears throat> I've been one time, and it was during Driver's Ed. Uh, the uh, Drive to Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> so I was driving, and the person uh, next to me, who was like the working at the Driver's Ed place, uh, had me drive through Arby's for them and place the order. And they were very, teaching me how to do drive. They were through. teaching me how to drive, and we stopped at Arby's. Did you eat anything? Did you get I anything? Didn't, I didn't get anything. So you've never had Arby's. I've never had Arby's. I've just ordered it Wha- through. Arby's is pretty good, to be fair. How often do you do you, do not, you frequent? Not often not at all. Often. So I've probably been not often. I've probably been good. Those two don't less really, than fifteen <laughs> times really in my whole up. life. I mean, like it is good, but I'm not gonna choose to go there. Their roast beef sandwich is good. Their curly fries are good. Their chicken's good. Sounds like they got some crazy employees. Yeah, they have. They're. I'm, I feel like that's like uh, all Arby's employees are like that now. Are throwing hot grease? Yes. It's in the training. <laughs> You've been to Arby's it's in the very tra- often. It's like in the I have. It's in the training regimen. <laughs> Step one: Ask the customer how they it's are. It's like the RDC two, world video. Grease. It is. Uh, I will say that Arby's is a favorite of mine on road trips, but I have resolved. Uh, this is a recent development for me. I have resolved to never eat Arby's on the way to a sporting event because it has always gone south. Um, th- there's an Arby's inside the Love's gas station in Hogansville on the way to Atlanta. <laughs> mm-hmm. That used to be my spot. If I was driving to Atlanta, I would always get dinner at the Arby's. And uh, what? I made the fatal mistake of going before the World Series, mm. and it just did not work out in, in the Braves' favor for that game. So... Uh, that 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 was when I swore off Arby's on the way. What uh, about on the way back? Oh, on the way back, oh, I, will, oh. I will go to the Arby's on the way back from, I think, yeah, from from uh, the Florida basketball game back in February. Me and me and Jacob Hillman obliterated some Arby's at a Love's <laughs> gas station. You're like David Putty. And um, I, on the way back from Tennessee, we were gonna go to Arby's, but uh, I, I stopped for gas, and there was a Bojangles right there, and we got. There you the, go. The call, the, the siren song of the chicken biscuits got us. But uh, wait for the Popeyes. I'm a I'm a big road trip eater. Like calories don't count if you're in a car, as far as I'm concerned. Um, when I would drive to the beach after work uh, over the summer, I would be leaving right at five, so I would get to like uh, the the loves in Evergreen, Alabama, at about seven thirty, right at dinner time, and I'd get that. That cold like chicken turkey club sandwich. Like Arby's has everything. They have everything from like. Effectively, have a, the meats. effectively a the cheeseburger meats. with the roast beef sandwich. Mm-hmm. Like I know, very good. It's effectively a cheeseburger, all the way down to like a good chicken sandwich, a good Reuben, a good BLT, a good fi- Arby's has a good fish sandwich. So that's how you know, like they're for real. They got some free grease if you prom- like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you provoke, Don't make them mad. Like provoke the employees; they are liable to hit you with some hot grease. There you go. I bet she was not ringing the bell for good service that's that I, day. I would not. I would. I'd, so wait, I'd, I'd be out on that. What's your go-to place now that you don't go to Arby's anymore? On the way to a sporting, I, I, I'm, I think I'm more of a Burger King guy now. Hmm. I like their, uh, I like even their, after they were using you as a lab rat. I like, <laughs> I like their sides. Okay, yeah. All right, we got to steer this story. Um, so Davis, Chris Tobias, and I were driving, <laughs> making we the trek <laughs> to Arkansas. Oh my goodness! Back in October, it was a nine-hour drive. Um, and we went, we stopped. I wanted to get, 
Well, Chris likes to get Burger King on road trips. He when he drives back to Florida, he stops at Burger King mm-hmm. because calories don't count if you're in a car. So we stopped at Burger King and we went inside because I needed to stretch my legs. And Davis and I both got a cheeseburger. We got different cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. I, I got like the the double bacon stack, and you got like the bacon the king. Su- super bacon king or something. Yeah. And we were like, oh, what's on yours? And you were like, this, 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 this. And I was like, wait a minute. I opened mine up. Mine has that, that, that. He that, opened that, that, his that. up. And they were <laughs> we identical. Them. And then we went and looked at the menu, and it was the same picture, like a little bit rotated, and the stuff was in a different order. So I think what they were doing was they made the same item have two names to see which one got ordered more so that they could pick a new name for the item. <laughs> we were being used as lab rats. Were they the same price? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it was identical. They were the same thing, just different names under different different sections. That's crazy. And then the ice cream machine was broken. So in a oh, ironic twist of fate, I remember that I got bullied into driving across the street to McDonald's, and I paid for everybody's milkshake, <laughs> and we all got milkshakes. And Chris wore the Burger King crown. <laughs> Let me see if I have that. I have that picture somewhere. Maybe that can be get posted on the Twitter this uh, <laughs> this fine morning. So that's just one more reason to follow at CDiscAU on Twitter. And I think, unless you guys have any more harrowing fast food stories, we can get out of here for today on that note. Have you ever, have you ever been a, a, attacked at a Arby's? <laughs> Personally, no. Personally, no. I feel I like forward of, to the day. of all the, the places it could happen... Arby's S tier. Was Arkansas yeah, before sure. or after it was, South Carolina? It was before. It was in October. It was at the end of October. I'm a little worried for my grandma's health because she's a frequent at Arby's. So okay, I will at Arby's. My go-to is is the uh, is the sliders. Oh yeah, I can put back some sliders. They used to have these pizza sliders. Oh my god. I was talking to Britt about this. Like if a food is smaller than it normally is, you eat way more. Like I will eat like 150 percent of the poundage of food at, at like Crystal. Cause just because the food's smaller, it feels like you're eating eating less. It's unreal. A little bit. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. All right. Rec- rec- I don't have the photo. Recommende. Crystal. I've got this one. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be showing me that right now. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. Thank you, Luke, for dropping by. He was here before me, ladies and gentlemen. That is his commitment to this station. Uh, Logan. I think he was at Spanish or something. I don't know. Ah. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will talk at you tomorrow with another episode. Once again, thank you all for listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you joined us today, whether that be from your radio antenna from WeGLFM.com or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast, absolutely PSA-free, wherever podcasts are heard. Just search for Compact Discourse on your podcast player of choice. I use Overcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That is at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for a link to that podcast, information about the show, and a whole lot more. You can also tweet at us to get your voice on the show and join the conversation on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WEGL underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU. we got a lot of exciting events coming up this week, including Weagle's 51st birthday concert on Thursday, and UPC is showing that Spider-Man movie we talked about in Jordan-Hare Stadium on Thursday evening as well. And with that, for Jack Hart, Luke Walker, Davis Carroll, and Logan Hurston, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. We will talk at you tomorrow on the penultimate week finale of Compact Discourse. This is Jack Hart signing off, and as always, War Eagle.